Season 1, Episode 2, What is Positive Youth Development? I'm going to spend some time today laying the foundation of defining what positive youth development really is. I think that'll be important for us as we continue on this podcast journey, because this podcast is about youth development and youth ministry, and it makes the most sense for me that we're on the same page. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Thanks for joining me again today. In the last episode, I spent time introducing myself to you. While I think it's important for you to know who you're taking this journey with, I'm excited that today I get to talk to you about one of my favorite things, positive youth development. Before I do that, I might want to go ahead and mention if you missed the last episode, go ahead and find episode one in the podcast, and then you'll be able to find a little bit more about me. Now, you might be wondering, what is positive youth development? Or you may be coming to this podcast with already having that knowledge and understanding. Either way, I am so excited that you're here and I get to talk about something I love. Oftentimes, when someone hears youth development, they think of adolescent development, more of a physical, cognitive growth process. And adolescent development is important in understanding what these ages and stages that our young people experience However, it's not the only component that's a part of what youth development is. It's important to have that understanding, but a youth development approach is so much more. Or if somebody hears youth development, they might also immediately think of a specific program in the community that serves young people. It might be an after-school program. It might be a prevention program, an education program. But a program is not really what youth development is. Youth development can happen in a program, but that's not how I define youth development. It's not a program. When I refer to positive youth development, I'm talking about an intentional approach, an intentional way of connecting with young people and helping them to transition throughout adolescence and into adulthood. It's a way of seeing, understanding, and valuing young people. A positive youth development approach encompasses a belief that young people should be actively engaged in their own growth, their own decision-making, their own development. It believes that all young people have basic needs that must be met, and they also have basic skills and abilities that they need to develop that will make a difference for them as they transition through adolescence and into adulthood. I had the privilege of living and working in the Washington, D.C. area when a curriculum had just been developed, and it was in the process of being piloted throughout different programs that worked with young people in that area. And this curriculum was called the Advancing Youth Development Curriculum. I was so excited that I was chosen to be trained in this advancing youth development curriculum and would go through a process of being able to share it and deliver it to others. Now, let me tell you a little bit of background about that curriculum. 
So the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention realized that the young people in their programs, in in the detention centers, in their facilities, were not really making a healthy transition once they left their program. They would fall back into the same patterns. They would um, not really be developing the skills that would make the difference in them being successful and not returning back into the system. And that's where this idea that there needed to be something more to help the people that worked with young people really build their skills so that they could make that impact. And out of that, a partnership between the Academy for Educational Development, the Center for Youth Development and Policy Research, and the National Network for Youth in the 1990s allowed for years of research that had been happening prior, years of research on working with young people to be compiled and then to be translated into a training program for those that worked frontline with young people. Now, you may be sitting here thinking, 1990s curriculum and research, death. This is so old. There is no way this curriculum has any value or merit, and there is too much that has changed. And so I'm going to just talk about that and address that for a few minutes here. For years, long before this curriculum, and even now, we have constantly been looking for ways to best impact young people. What are the strategies? What are the best approaches in working with young people? What do young people need and and what's missing in their lives? And can we find these patterns? And so research from back then and research now, it will find a very similar approach that all young people have these basic needs and they have these skills and abilities that they have to have in place. They need services, they need supports and opportunities. And so the research is so similar across the many years. Even though the world's a little different today, or a lot different probably is a better description, the needs have not really shifted from what young people have. Their needs are similar. They need safety. They need a place to belong. They need to figure out who they are and figure out their identity. They need to build these skills for interpersonal connections and know how to build healthy relationships. And all of those pieces still are something that young people need. And that is why this curriculum is so relevant. And this curriculum, in fact, is something that I have spent years. This was my foundational piece of really working with young people. And I have learned that I am a better youth worker because I have this foundation, this understanding, this best practices in working with young people. Now, you're also going to hear me say on this podcast a lot, you're going to hear me refer to myself as a youth worker. You're going to hear me call you a youth worker. Now, that may not be a term that you've used in the past to describe yourself, or maybe it is. In a frontline youth worker, caring adult, youth worker, really, it's all the same thing. Even if you're a parent, you might be thinking, I am not a youth worker, but I would challenge you and say that you absolutely are because you have a responsibility and a role in helping that young person, helping your child transition through adolescence and into adulthood as well. If you have a role in working with young people, you are automatically in this field of youth development. So there is an understanding in this field of youth development that those adults that work with young people they also need to have their own skill set. They need to have the ability to best engage young people, to build healthy relationships with them, and to help young people grow and learn and develop. And that was a part of the push for curriculum development, that it wasn't enough just to do the programming for the young people because they were not seeing a lot of changes. They decided to shift and really focus on the frontline youth workers 
If frontline youth workers had the knowledge, the skills, and resources to help young people succeed, then that would have an even greater impact on the young people themselves. Now, if you look at community programs, historically, they've been preventative in nature for what would be considered high-risk youth. These young people might be homeless, they might already be in the juvenile justice system in gangs, using drugs, dropped out of school, in high poverty situations. And oftentimes, programs for young people have been developed as a way to address delinquency or as a way to prevent that delinquency from happening. Then at the other extreme, you can look in communities and see programs that are geared more for advancement and for education. These programs might be merit-based, they might cost money to participate, or quite frankly, they may be inaccessible in many ways to high-risk youth. So we have an extreme of programs. We have different programming. But at the core, every single one of these programs, regardless of where they start from or their purpose or intention, they can all include this positive youth development approach. I want to be clear that there is an important role for all of these types of community programs. The reality is that what happens is that we're addressing one thing and not really looking at the young person as a whole. In most of these programs, we're so focused on specific outcomes based on what the program's about, we forget that there are needs that a young person has that are unmet. We may help a young person access one service, but they can't access others. And that lack of ability to access services or supports or encouragement, whatever pieces they need, even if it's a concrete, practical piece such as housing and shelter, if we provide that, there's still unmet needs that are happening for young people. And when we look historically at the staff and volunteers who work with young people, They are often undervalued, underpaid compared to other professions. That means there's often limited training or no training, limited professional development or no professional development at all for these staff and volunteers. Yet they work in an incredibly challenging role. So challenging is this role that it's quickly changing that I firmly believe they should have more respect, more value, and definitely access to training that grows them as a professional. This is why I fell in love with the Advancing Youth Development Curriculum, because I knew these youth workers needed valued. They needed to be seen and they needed to be acknowledged for the hard work that they were doing, work that was truly critical in the lives of young people. When I began to be trained and mentored to deliver this curriculum, it was like I had found my home. All of the things I felt in my heart about young people and working with them was suddenly being spoken. There were words put to what I had experienced myself. My passion and desire to help young people meant I also needed to help those that worked with the young people. As I began to fully understand this curriculum, I realized I was equipped to better work with young people. I had more tools in my own toolbox, so to speak. I had strategies, I had intention, and I had a much more clear roadmap. At its core, youth development means seeing value and ability in all youth. It means that we care about all young people, regardless of their circumstances, their choices, their mistakes. And at the same time, as we see these young people with potential, We also see them as in need of skills, abilities, services, opportunities, and supportive relationships in their lives. This understanding of these things is where youth development begins. 
Throughout future episodes of this podcast, I will be walking through this curriculum and sharing practical strategies. Now, I don't know about you, but I am excited to be able to talk about youth development in an ongoing process and way with you. This curriculum, at minimum, was 28 hours spent where trainers would come in and work with frontline youth workers. There'd be lots of conversations and work that would happen between sessions. Well, on this podcast, it's obviously going to look a little different. We're going to have conversations, resources, and I'm going to put training pieces in here for you as well. I'm going to challenge you and ask you not only to apply these things, but challenge you to think about how can you best engage young people. Now, there's one thing I haven't really shared yet. It's what I will focus on in the next episode. I'm going to talk about why youth development matters in youth ministry. I hope you will join me next time. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.